Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of Truth. Thank you, El Shaddai. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you. You see, when two or more gather in your name, you are there in their midst. We thank you, Lord, even this evening, that you are in our midst in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your spirit among us. We thank you for deliverance. The Bible says, the Bible says that where your spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we thank you that God, liberty is in our midst in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray as we are about to teach you with that you grant us grace and that you grant us a learned tongue. In the name of Jesus Christ, may your rain, may your weed fall down like rain and may your doctrine distill like dew. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah, church. Can we clap hands for Jesus? Hallelujah. Can we clap hands for Jesus one more time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord Bazani this evening. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming, for us to be able to come and we pray. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 18 says, My people ought to always pray and not faint. Hallelujah. We mustn't pray. We mustn't faint. We must pray. Hallelujah. There is power in a praying church and not only in a praying church, but we need to be able to pray in our closets. Hallelujah. To pray in our separate places and seek the face of God. And that is where you develop your muscle of prayer. Hallelujah. You develop your muscle of prayer every time when you respond to the nuggings of the Holy Spirit. Prayer must be a daily thing. Hallelujah. We must get to a point where prayer no longer feels like a duty. Hallelujah. And another thing that I would like to do is we need to make sure that such gatherings, they don't become religious gatherings. Where we are used to prayer on a Wednesday to a point where it ends up losing its impact at the end of the day. Where we now just come in on Wednesday and we are coming in to register attendance. Hallelujah. But we must have a heart and a constant posture that every time when we come in the house of the Lord, we are here to seek his face. Hallelujah. And nothing else but his face. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me take this time and acknowledge our parents and the Lord, Bishop Hugh and Mama Ninke, and clap hands for them. Hallelujah. We thank God for them in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. And greetings to all the leaders who are here. We have been speaking about prayer, but hallelujah, we've been looking at Jesus as our role model of prayer. Hallelujah. Um, this evening, we're just going to teach shortly on intercession. Can we all say intercession? Can we all say intercession again? Intercession. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to do a few um, definitions and then we get to the doctrine part of it of intercession. Hallelujah. Um, last week, Bishop touched on Romans chapter 8 verse 26. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 26, the Bible, that is where it speaks of like, why is the spirit helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself intercedes 
for us with groanings too deep for weights. Hallelujah. In other words, we understand that the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, He is the great intercessor. He intercedes for us. The Bible says He intercedes with groanings that are too deep for weights. Because the Bible says sometimes we do not know what we ought to pray for or we do not know how we should pray. Hallelujah. In other words, as you begin to pray, it is the spirit of the Lord that informs your spirit on what to pray for. Hallelujah. You do not come with a strategy of how you will approach God. It is the spirit of God that informs you on how and what to pray for. Because me and you, generally as human beings, we have our own desires. We have our own wishes. Things that we feel we should pray for. Things that we need at the moment. But then the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that the Spirit of God, therefore, intercedes for us because we do not know how we ought to pray. And so the greatest level to reach also in prayer, it is when we pray to a point where it is no longer my words, it is no longer my planning, it is no longer my prayer list that I came with to church. But it is now the Spirit of God praying through me. And it is only the Spirit of God in you that can pray in an accurate way. Because me and you, we do not know how we ought to pray. And so when we come into prayer, we are not necessarily coming to inform God of the things we want him to do because he is not our servant. We are coming so that God, the spirit of God, can inform my spirit on what to pray for. Hallelujah. Can we all say intercession again? intercession. The simplest definition of intercession is standing in the gap before God on behalf of someone else. Standing in the gap before God on behalf of someone else. You will realize, Bazalwan, that a lot of time when we begin to pray, as we pray, we reach a point where prayer becomes about me and God. Prayer becomes about where, what I would like God to do for me, where I would like to see myself. And so God must do this for me. God must take me there and there. God must open this door for me. God must give me this what I'm praying for. And at the end of the day, we lose the essence of why God has made us a many-membered body. Yeah. Hallelujah. And part of the reason why we are a many-membered body, it is for me to reach a point where sometimes I forget, in fact, I not only forget, but I intentionally pause the things I would like to pray for and pray for you. That is what makes us the body of Christ. That is what makes us a family. That is what makes us to be one. Where I can be able to excuse my desires and put you first before the Lord. Where I can be able to excuse my wishes for the day and my prayer list for the day and begin to say, I'm going to stand in the gap for Ukolan because I think he needs me to hold him up before the Lord. And that is where we realize that it is intercession also that takes out selfishness in us. It is intercession that teaches us love and compassion. 
Because you cannot pray for someone that you do not love, nor after looking at them, you don't even have compassion towards them. Hence, there are miracles that Jesus did. And when Jesus did those miracles, the Bible will say, and he looked at them and had compassion on them. And he healed them. You see, and so what, what gave the miracle was that Jesus looked at them with compassion. And so as we come together as a corporate body, there must be elements of love amongst us and there must be elements of compassion. And let me also say this, Bazalwan, that intercession is not an office. You get me? It is not something that I can say, I think intercession is for Sia. And I mean, I just join in. The Bible says the spirit that is in you, it, the spirit of God intercedes. The same spirit of God that intercedes, he has sent out the very same mandate to all believers. To be intercessors, to pray for each other. So there is no one who has a particular office to pray for someone and when are you don't. Where you stand outside of praying for someone and you can only be prayed for while you are praying for your own needs. Hallelujah. Everyone must be an intercessor. In fact, everyone is an intercessor. Hallelujah. Our first scripture is in Romans, no, the book of Psalms. Psalm 106, verse 23. Just to lay a foundation quickly. Psalm 106, those who are writing will write quickly. Psalm 106, verse number 23. Therefore he said, he will destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach. Can we all say breach? Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them. In other words, in the book of Psalm, we get it is the Lord who was anger and he wants to destroy his people. But the Bible says that Moses, who was the chosen one of the Lord, stood in the breach. And that is intercession. Moses did what? Moses stood in the breach and turned away the wrath of God towards the nation. In other words, what Moses did was he stood as an intercessor and began to pray for the nation, breach. So intercession is actually standing in the gap as a breach. Where you stand as the righteous one, you stand as the one who has strength. That God, since Utsepi said this time he doesn't have strength, I am standing as the one who has strength to pray for you. But I'm going to pray for him, not for myself. And so Moses was a breach at that time. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 to 31. It reads as follows, Ezekiel chapter 22. It says, and I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the bridge, the same word again, and stand in the bridge before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I have found none. So in Ezekiel, God is saying, I was searching for a man to stand as a preach, but I found one. In other words, God, in our families, he is looking for a man who will stand in the preach. In our businesses, he is looking for a man who will stand in the preach. In our daily, in our nation, he is looking for a man who will stand in the gap. So who is God searching for? He is searching for a man who will pray. Ah, is, is our nation evil? Yes, it is evil, but if God is saying, if I can find a man who will pray for it, 
Hence, in the book of Genesis, you will read a story where Abraham kept on asking God that, Lord, will you destroy the city if you find 45 people praying to you? And God said, because of the 45, I won't destroy them. And Abraham went on up until he arrived at 10. That if you're going to find 10, are you still going to? He said, no, I won't destroy them because of the 10. In other words, it does not take all of us to be born again. It does not take all of us to be praying. But God is saying, if I can find one. If I can find a man, that is why when God wanted to save the world, he did not send a nation, he sent a man. When God wanted to save Israel, he did not send a group of men, he called a man. When he wanted to take them from Egypt, he did not send a group of armies, he called out a man. Can I find a man who will stand in the gap? You feel that your family, is, there is chaos. Can you be that man? Who will stand in the gap and preach the gap? So that God begins to inform your spirit and he begins to save your family through you. And he begins to anoint Shama because of you. He saves South Africa because of you because there is a praying man. Hallelujah. Because of a praying man. Now, there is a story in Genesis chapter 20. Ne? I read it home in Genesis chapter 20. That's going to give you a few snippets, then, then we close. In Genesis chapter 20, I'm sure all of us will remember the story where Abraham decided to lie to Abimelech and told Abimelech that his wife Sarah was actually his sister. And Sarah said, Abraham is her brother. And the Bible says that Sarah was fair to look upon. She was beautiful. And the Bible says Abimelech decided to take Sarah. Because Sarah was beautiful, fair to look upon. And the Bible says before Abimelech can even touch Sarah, the Lord showed up to Abimelech in a vision. And said to Abimelech, Abimelech, you are a dead man. That was the word. You are a dead man because you took someone's wife. And the person you took a wife from is not only a man, he's a prophet. And Abimelech said, but God, I did this out of the integrity of my heart because what I heard is they are sisters and brothers. And the Lord said, return this woman to the rightful owner. But not only do that, God says to Abimelech, you will go to Abraham and ask Abraham to pray to me to forgive you. No. So Abimelech wakes up in the morning and he goes to Abraham and he says, Abraham, how can you do this to me? How can you lie that this is your sister while you knew this is your wife? Abraham says, I was afraid because there is evil in your nation. I thought they will kill me for my wife. So I lied that this is my sister. And Abimelech said, the Lord your God showed up in my vision. But now he has instructed me to come and beg you to pray for me to him. Now, get this. Abimelech is not saved like, 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 like Abraham. He doesn't know God like Abraham. In other words, we see this concept with intercession that we can intercede for those who are not saved. For the Lord to do well with them, even though they're not praying. Yeah. Nah. So God says to Abimelech, 
Because you cannot pray, you don't need to have a relationship with me. Find a man who has a relationship with me. And that man happens to be your enemy because you took his wife. And that is the element of intercession that God can make you pray for your enemies also. That is where we see that it is God who informs my spirit as to pray how and for who. That is why when we go to prayer, it is the Lord who bends us. We don't bend God. Hence, we can come into prayer and God will instruct you to pray for your very same enemy. Hallelujah. And so we see that we can be able to stand in the gap for unbelievers and request mercy on their behalf. Hallelujah. In other words, in your family, are there people who are not praying as long as you are praying? That's what God is saying. In your community, are you saying that social movement is so bad? God is saying, as long as you are there, you are praying. I'm going to bring all of them through you. I'm going to save them through you. I'm going to have mercy on them through you. I'm going to have mercy on your children through you. As long as you don't stop praying, keep on praying. Stand in the gap for them. And element number two. Remember when Esther, in Esther chapter four, Esther sent out a word that gather all the Jews and tell them to fast. And as they fast, Esther is specific. As they fast outside the palace, I will also fast in the palace also. In other words, element number two that we see with intercession, we would not only pray for unbelievers also, but we can use intercession to pray for one another. In other words, because I am praying for you, it does not stop you from praying for yourself. Because there are intercessors, it does not excuse you from praying. You do not say, I am comfortable enough because there are intercessors who pray at 4 o'clock so you're going to sleep. No. Esther says, as you are praying outside of the palace, I will pray also inside the palace. That is where we see that there are dimensions in intercession where believers join one another in prayer, uplifting maybe one person or a church or a community. Hallelujah. And then the last element Intercession can be made for believers who are tired or discouraged. Hallelujah. Remember when in the book of Acts chapter 12, the Bible says Peter was arrested. And the Bible says when Peter was arrested, the church kept on interceding. They kept on praying earnestly for Peter. And when the angel went to Peter, because of the praying church, Peter was sleeping. Nah. So we see, we see, I want to just give that, that picture, nah. a picture of someone who's tired. Because the Bible says, Peter was actually sleeping. Nah. So we can use prayer to stand in the gap for even servants of God that God has sent out for his purpose. But when we look at them, we realize they are worn out and they are running out of strength. And as a church, we begin to stand for them in the gap and we prayed. And the Bible says, they prayed earnestly up until an angel went to Peter. Now, Peter is sleeping. He is not even planning on going out of jail. But the church was praying. Peter was not even thinking about his deliverance. But the church was thinking about his deliverance. 
Peter was not even thinking about when he's going to get out of jail. But the church was thinking about it. In other words, I don't need you to even think about it. If I see an issue where you need deliverance, I will stand up in prayer for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says and Peter was sleeping, but the church prayed. The church prayed for a man who was sleeping. Up until an angel went to the man and woke up the man. And as he wakes up, there was already divine strength for him. There was already an open way for him to exit. The Bible says Peter doesn't even recall how he went out of prison. Because the church was praying. In other words, there are people that God will set free. They will not know how they were set free. Because there was a praying man. There was a praying man within the family who was interceding for them. And you see, one of the greatest attitudes of an intercessor is that you must not seek recognition. And you must not seek praise. You must not even seek to be known. It is not your duty to say you are free today because I was praying for you. You are delivered today because I was praying for you. Hallelujah. The church prayed and Peter was set free. In Isaiah 62, as I close, the Bible says in Isaiah, I have set my watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. Now, God says they will pray and keep me in remembrance of my promises. In other words, we see intercessors as people who keep the Lord in remembrance of his promise. That God, you said you will spare South Africa. And even though we are evil, but here we are, we are praying. We might be few, but we are praying. And the Bible says they will remind the Lord that God, you want to soar by your right arm. That you will not give our bread to strangers. Nor will you give our wine to men who we do not know. So in other words, intercessors can be able to stand in the camp and remind the Lord of his promises. That Lord, you said in Shama, your presence will forever be in our midst. So now we see we are becoming dry. But Lord, remember your promise. He says they will not make him to rest. They will keep him in remembrance. Can you stand up? Hallelujah. It says they will keep him in remembrance. That Lord, you promised to spare your people. That Lord, we seem few, but you said if you will find a man who will pray. You see, God does not operate through a number. <laughs> he doesn't operate through a number. I was alone. That is why when the Lord said to Gideon, gather an army. Little Bible, Gideon gathered a large number of people. And God said, Gideon, there are too many these people. Take them off. And he took them off. He came again. And God said, there are still too many. Don't you need a number? God says, no, 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 no. As long as you are working with me, I am the majority. I am the I am the number here. As long as I will find a praying man, I am, if I am with you, take them off. He says, God, now they are buried, they are 10,000. He said, there are still too many. He ends up saying, take them to the river. Watch how they drink. Those who focus on drinking for themselves and not looking for the enemies and how they can search and guard others, send them home. 
I'm sure Vidon has concerns that God, but you keep on taking off my squad. I'm losing strength. But God is saying, I am your strength. I am your strength. So hello, intercessor. In your family, you are 10. You're saying, Lord, but, but it seems that I'm alone who pray. God says, I need you. God, I'm the only one in my house who wakes up at 12. God says, I'm okay with you being the one. God, why does it seem like believers are few and there are many unbelievers? God says, I need that few. I don't work with a number. Hallelujah. People will stand in the gap. So this evening, shortly, we're going to pray. And you're not going to pray for yourself. You're going to pray for people. And that is where God even grants you grace. That sometimes as you are praying for them, she begins to set you free also. Without mentioning what you are going through. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you in the name of We pray this evening in the name of Jesus. We are praying for our sisters in the name of Jesus. We are praying for our brothers in Jesus' mighty name. We are praying for those of God who are struggling with addictions. In the name of Jesus, we declare that God may you set them free. In the mighty name of Jesus, set them free. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we stand together and we pray for South Africa. We pray raise a noble man. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says we ought to pray for our kings and for those who are in high places. In the name of Jesus, we are praying in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray the welfare of the city. We pray for the government of Jesus. For I pray for my mother. I pray for my father. I pray for my sister. I pray for my brother who's struggling with addiction in the name of Jesus. Set them free, your God. Set them free, your God. Have mercy upon them. Have mercy upon my children. Have mercy upon our businesses. Have mercy upon our families. Have mercy for South Africa in the name of Jesus. Mando Shakeda, Lado Basa
it is when you are praying for your neighbor's son struggling with addiction that God sets your son free in the house. Set your son free. Go. Hallelujah. Come on now. Freedom and liberty is not only wrought by you concentrating on yourself. Come on. Sometimes we obtain liberty and freedom by praying for the next person. That's right. And God begins to say, for the compassion that you have for other people, I will deliver your family also. That's right. For the compassion you have for that woman, I will deliver your sister also. For the compassion you have for that brother, I will deliver your brother also. Thank you, Jesus. So don't feel like when you're not praying for yourself, you are excusing your matters and they will never be attended. Can you clap hands for God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Intercession. Let's continue, and then we pray in our separate places. Hallelujah. Yes. And we continue to stand in the gap and pray and seek the face of God yeah. without murmuring as to who is joining us or not. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, our live viewers. Who joined us this evening. Thank you so much. And may God richly bless you. We pray for you. And anything that you are going through. We pray that may the hand of grace be upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. May God set you free. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may God even set you free from those pains in your stomach. Yeah. May God begin to clean it in Jesus' mighty name. May you receive your deliverance as you are watching us right now. In the name of Jesus. Can you clap hands for our live viewers in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen.